Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. Hello? Randy Chase? Hello! How are you, Todd Hancock, here in Vancouver? I know. <laughs> it says, thank, hold on, you can't get off Yeah, thank you. Todd Hancock. <laughs> thank you for, for taking some time here to join us on the Toddcast. Oh, of course. Yeah, this one's yeah. been, a, been a while in the making. I think that we originally talked about you being a guest. Like, I think you were still living in Vancouver. Yeah, I was. I was living in Vancouver, and I remember we were messaging, and mm. well, we got to do it. We got to do it. And totally. Then, then I moved to and, Alberta. And then you moved to Alberta. So uh, how was that transition? BC, Vancouver, Alberta. What city are you in again? I'm in Red Deer, which and, is right in between Edmonton and Calgary. Right. And how how is it? How is it? Like You've been there for a couple of years now. Yeah, two and a half years. Yeah. Um, before I moved to Vancouver, I was in Vancouver for like, I'd say, almost six years. Right. Um, before I moved to Vancouver, though, I was in Calgary for years. Um, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Where were you? What yeah. were you doing in Calgary? I did mornings at a station called Cool 101.5. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I was in Edmonton as well for a couple of years working at The Bounce, hmm. um, which wow. is now Kiss, Kiss Radio. But So I did my time in Alberta before, and I always I loved Alberta. I right. loved it. So, um, so what was it? Was what, was it the, what was the reason to, to go back just for, just because? The reason was more so like, you know, I was in Vancouver, um, we got let go yeah, and I had that year payout, which was nice, but, um, right. <laughs> yeah. How good thank, is that? <laughs> thank Christ. Totally. I would have totally. been screwed. And that's um, why I have the podcast. Cause I, you know, I got 10 months after C Fox let me go. I was like, okay, cool. And I just got, kept getting paid for like 10 and a half months. Yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty sweet. It helps when you put that in your contract, right? You have to be smart about it because, totally. I mean, yeah, yeah. If, you didn't, if you don't do that, I mean, the rest of my show didn't do that. No. Oh but, my but When God. I left, it was just, it was just, uh, no, it wasn't. It was me, Andrew, and Susie. And yeah, they Holy didn't have man. a ton of radio experience, so they didn't really know. And I remember right, I, would, right. I would always say to them, like, you guys have to get something in writing. You have to, because I had a feeling we were getting letting go, let go for a long time. I was okay with it. I just. Mm. Because I knew I'd be paid. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Pay me. You know, no problem. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Because um, it wasn't going well there, and I was just over it um, yeah. after everything that went down. So, anyways, yeah, they they kind of got well. What, you know, well screwed for, over. For, for, for people that have no idea, of course, I kind of know. I think, but what went down for the people that have no idea? Well, I'm not going to get into exactly what went down because I don't want to cause drama or bring up crap that right. happened four years ago. Right. Uh, what went down was I was working there with certain people and I just got kind of to my breaking point and I left. Yeah. Some people are hard to work with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think we can leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I left and they said to me, can we bring you back? And I said, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was three of us and it was, I love those two, Andrew and Susie, they're awesome friends of mine. And, you know, it, it was, it, we had fun. I knew it wasn't going to last. Right. Um, I knew it had to get, it had to be stronger. 
and it just wasn't, and that's okay. Um, so so I knew you, they were going to make you, a decision. Were you reaching out? Were you like trying to get a hold of people you you knew in industry to to maybe find another gig or? No, I. You know what? It wasn't. I was kind of just trying to live in the moment, and I knew I was getting married in Vancouver, and and I had that to worry about, like to pay for the wedding, and well, obviously my husband helped out with that too. But you yeah. know, yeah. and living in Vancouver, I was just his family's all there, and I didn't want to necessarily move again i mean I've, I've been in eight eight or nine cities at that point and um i was the longest i've been somewhere and since i was a teenager was in vancouver so i was right. i was thinking like i kind of want to stay i i obviously a lot of program not a lot but some program directors reached out to me and um they knew what was going they knew you know mm, they're yeah. not dumb yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they all know. just even guessed and they're like yeah. oh let me guess and um they said let me know you know if if, if you're leaving or if, you know, just let me know. And we kept in contact, but there has to be a job there. Right. And, and you don't want somebody to get fired for you to make room, you know, no. because then that mean they do the same to you a couple of years later or whatever. hundred percent. Right? So you don't want that. And, um, when we got let go, Kevin and Sonia got our jobs. And I remember Sonia was like, cause I'm friends with her. I love her. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, dude, it's not, it's not your fault. Like, totally. Not at all. You know, it's a, it's a job and I know it sucks that you, that you, they got rid of us, but like, yeah. that's fine. It's not your fault. I don't think you came for me. No. So. I mean, not that Jeremy Baker has ever said, I'm sorry to me, but you know, <laughs> like, like he's a, he's a fucking awesome DJ, you know? It, it does make it better when they're good, right? Cause you're totally. like, okay, I get it. Okay. I get it. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that. I get that. And so, so why is it? Why radio for you? Like, how old were you when you decided to go down that route? I was living in Toronto. I grew up in Montreal. I'll tell you a little, my little story. I grew up in Montreal until I was about 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And my family, we moved to outside of Toronto to Oakville, Ontario. Nice. And I used to always listen to the radio. And I didn't necessarily know I wanted to be a radio personality. Like, I was more like, I want to be in entertainment. I don't know what that is. It's acting. It's theater. It's dance. I, I thought I freaking suck at dance, but it, it was like something, you know, something out there. I was a performer for sure. And, um, so I used to call radio stations all the time, mainly a station called kiss 92 in Toronto. That's still there. Nice. And I'd call in all the time and a DJ by the name of Rob Pepper, he was on air there. He was doing evenings. I know Rob had a short stint in Vancouver on X. Yeah, uh, Crash and Pepper, Pepper and Crash. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. And I would call him all the time, and one time his boss, Julie Adam, uh, was like, who's that girl you always have on the radio with you? And he's like, oh, that's Randy, and and she's like, okay, we got to get her interning here. So No way, that's fun. Yeah, that's how it started. I was in grade 10. Okay. And so um, all throughout high school, my whole high school career, <laughs> except for grade 9, grade 10 until I was done, I worked at KISS in Toronto, so... I was Corey Kim's phone girl. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I, I would work every evening, like Monday to Friday, and I finished high school, and I'd take the GO train into Toronto, and I'd take the subway to the station, all for free, of course. Um, right, of and, course. Yeah, it's the way to do it, right? Like, how yeah. many people do that today? Nobody. Like, you want to get yeah. further somewhere? Like, volunteer, man. Get in there. I know. It's because we're entitled nowadays. Right. Damn people kids, get off my lawn. Over, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
people get famous on YouTube in two seconds, and they, everyone thinks that's their big break, and that's what they're supposed to be doing to mm. get by in life, which is sad. Oh. But yeah, it's, you know, it's that's the world bad. we live in. It's pretty bad. I know it yeah. pretty makes me jealous and mad all at the same time. Yeah, so you did it right then. You you, you really you know you were you're going for it. You're a go getter. Yeah, I, I guess. Like it's funny. I don't oh, really yeah. like you don't think about yourself that way. You just think like, this is my life and this is what I've done. Right. But you look but, back um, and like, you were proactive in, in getting to where you are today. Yeah. Like, oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. Know. My, my dad used to pick me up. He would drive from Oakville to Toronto, which is, um, about half an hour, but if there's traffic, it could be like two or three hours. Right. With, I with know. Traffic. Oh my God. I hated driving out there. Oh my God. It's sick. The it's worst. terrible. But luckily I was working till midnight every night while going to high school. So my dad would literally drive, pick me up at midnight we'd get home at like twelve forty, and my dad would get up at 5 a.m for work and he incredible. did that for three years your dad years. is awesome does he wear a cape or something or what yeah he, he should freaking superhero he big time my dad's a janitor he's the best wow that's great yeah what a, he's a hard-working guy awesome story awesome start to get to that you know to where you need to be in in radio broadcasting are you, are you happy where you are right now or you're you're, you're sticking you're staying in in red deer I'm so happy. It's yeah. funny because um, when I did the, the KISS thing and I worked there as a teenager, um, I ended up going to college in Ottawa at Algonquin College for broadcasting, and I ended up working at a station called Hot 89.9, and I worked there all throughout college, and then I, I got a job there after college. And then I went to Montreal, and I did evenings there. And then I went to Edmonton, I did middays, and I went back to Toronto and ended up working on KISS 92 as the midday host, Holy where shit. I used to volunteer. That's insane. I know it was, it, that was like a really cool moment for me. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I used to like sit in this room and answer phones. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then I quit there and went to Chum FM across the street and they probably didn't like that, but that's okay. They hired <laughs> me back in Vancouver. Yeah, they probably <laughs> didn't like that very much. I would think not though. Yeah. yeah. But that happens. Yeah. So how's, how's things in your circle with uh, COVID-19? Everyone fine? No one going stir crazy just yet? No, uh, you know, well, everyone's stir crazy, I think, but yeah, fucking hard. Not it's a to. small place to pay. Like it's like yeah, I mean, it sucks, but we have food, we have a house, we have Netflix, like we have Instagram, we have shit to keep us occupied. Right. There's there's worse there's worse things. I mean, socially, like I'm getting, I'm a social butterfly, so I'm getting a little bit nutty. My husband's like <laughs> a super big introvert who loves to stay home, so for him, nothing has changed except. He's yeah, laid yeah. off. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I bet you there's so it. many people that are like that. You know, like they're like, yeah, it's it's pretty good actually. This is pretty, yeah, pretty good. But I'm I like, think some I, people I, might miss it. I'm like you. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I, I'm like you though. I'm a and I'm a I'm a butterfly. Like I gotta get out there, and so it's it's odd. It's definitely an odd time. It's weird because you know, like we don't realize how much people when you're an extrovert, how much people like fulfill you, and right. um. I, I, we had a, a, a birthday party for my neighbor, um, what was it, two days ago, across the street. She lives directly across from me. And her mom and dad organized an old car show to drive by. Oh, nice. And it That's was so great. cool. But there was like 15 idea. of us yeah. on her lawn, and it's a big lawn. And we all had our lawn chairs, and we were like socially distanced, obviously. Yeah. But it was so nice to talk to people. I was like, I couldn't stop talking. <laughs> she's so annoying (laughs) i feel the same way like we go to the trout lake here in uh in vancouver east vancouver and uh you know there's lots of people and i just want to like go up to everyone hey guys how's it going what's going on what are you it's like oh my god i need need to get in front of my friends more often 
I know. It's like, yeah. so what's your story? How are you? Where are you born? It's your birthday. <laughs> That's awesome. We have radio host uh, Randy Chase on the podcast right now. I want to get outside of radio and, of course, everything that you're known for. I'm wondering, what was your first concert? My first concert? That's such a good question. Um, besides, like, when you're little, I went to Sharon Lewis and Bram, and I totally yeah. remember it. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, that's, oh that's my your God, first. You yeah. remember it. I mean, that's your first, right? I, think. I do remember it. Yeah. I, I friggin' love that trio. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first concert that I could recall was the Backstreet Boys. Mm. <laughs> Holy crap. I love them. Like, setting the bar out of the gate. Like, that show had to rule. Had oh, to. my God. Like, it blew your mind. I was crying. I was like, I was um, just turning, ele- I was 11, and we went to the Montreal Forum, and my parents, I remember they got it for me for Christmas, and I remember opening up the gift, and I was sobbing, because just obsessed with the Backstreet Boys. Like, I've seen them nine times. Wow, and nine, that's I, crazy. Yeah, I love them. And then I remember the Fugees was my second concert. Wow. Quite different. Great atmosphere. shows, back-to-backs. Except one, I walked out high. <laughs> so. Yeah. What Very high. Hmm. <laughs> it exactly. wasn't the Backstreet Boys. Let's, yeah, thanks for the hint. Uh, yeah. And what was the music in your house as a kid growing up? What are your parents playing on the record player? Um, my dad is not into music. Like it's hilarious. We always say, really? no. My dad, like my dad, it, my dad's a cool character. My dad was, you know, taken out of school in grade six to work on a farm. So he's he's not. He doesn't like. I can't explain it unless you know Kenny. Kenny's not somebody who, like, knows things. Like, he doesn't know lyrics to songs. He doesn't write or read very well. But, like, he's self-conscious about it. And I'm like, Dad, that's just you. It's not something to be embarrassed about. You know, like, yeah. that's just what your life was. And he's never been in the, into music. But he likes anything my mom likes. <laughs> of course, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, sure. Yep. And my mom is a huge music person. But I would say country music is what I was definitely raised on. Huh. Um, she loves country. That's her number one genre, but she also loves like the stones and Bob Dylan and, and, and really cool, like eclectic stuff like that. But like when I hear wild horses, I always think of my mom. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But when I hear Shania Twain, any man of mine, like that era, like 97, um, I, you know, automatically think of growing up. So I was definitely country music. Like whenever I hear, I, I work at a country station now, which is funny. Right. Um, but whenever I hear like old country, I always think about growing up. Yeah. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And most overrated band on the planet. Maroon five. Maroon five in your face, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that they're not very good. Album was so good though. It was good. Yeah. It was I so just mean good. live. After oh live yeah okay yeah they're terrible I, they're never, not good I've never seen them live yeah you don't have to yeah I'll take your word for it you don't spend the money do you know that Coldplay is one of those bands when you see them live they blow away all of your expectations and I'm not well a it's fan. like a religious experience to see Coldplay like, um, like it's what the hell is going on they're that good they're and so I'm good I'm not know. a fan like I, I wouldn't go home and like I need to put on you know the Coldplay record. That ain't happening. You know, I, I love Coldplay. I did a rock documentary in college. We had to pick a band and produce a piece, and I did it on Coldplay, and I remember I got 100%. Oh, nice. I was so <laughs> excited. <laughs> yeah. They are pretty good. They are pretty good. They're so good. Um, we have a lot of time on our hands right now, Randy. What are you binge watching? What, what, oh, shit. What can't you get enough of right now? 
oh my god, I'm obsessed with Netflix. Like I literally have finished I know, Netflix. Right? I like, watched everything. Like tell me if they said, you know what, Randy, tomorrow we're changing it from nine or ten bucks or whatever it is a month. We're gonna make that actually it's fifty bucks a month. You'd be like, great. Yeah, I'd pay. I I would also pay fifty bucks. Especially in a pandemic, for the love of God. Don't tell Netflix that though. No, God no. Like I'm blown I away. Hope they don't listen I'm, to your show. I'm bl- <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, that's the one that I don't want to listen to. Yeah. But I, I'm. I, I wonder how long before uh, we get that a la carte from cable, where you go, yeah, I do want Sportsnet. I'll take the CBC. I, I want maybe the Cooking Channel, but I don't want anything else. Like if 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 you're paying only ten or twelve bucks or whatever for for Netflix and and Disney Plus and and whatever right. else. Like, why is it a hundred bucks for cable? I don't want I don't know. I, th- I think they're going to have to lower that. They have to. They have to. We got the basic package now just because we have, we have Amazon and, right. and Netflix. Like, yeah, what so, do you need to watch, you know, Dr. Phil on TV for? Like, I watch Dr. Phil on demand. Right. I'll watch it whenever <laughs> I want to. Or Dateline. You just suck up your YouTube to your TV and type Dateline in and there's every episode. And there you go. Yeah. So what are you binging then? We just watched. Well, I, I've watched pretty much like every show there is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you name a show, uh-huh. I've probably watched it. Yeah. But we just watched a show, and my husband's probably going to get mad that I said we. Um, it's called Never Have I Ever. It's the Mindy Kaling show. Ah, I don't know that I know that one. What, what's that she, about? She wrote it. Um, it's about a 16-year-old um, East Indian girl. Mm-hmm who is kind of awkward and hilarious and her, her dad ends up passing away and her mom is like a very strict East Indian woman, but it's a comedy slash like drama. Okay. And, um, it's her, it, it's a high school kind of show. Like it's her going through life as kind of nerdy, but mm. kind of becoming popular, but all trying to deal with, um, her dad's death and not accepting it. Cause her mom and her have a very strained relationship mm. and, um, you know, living as an American, but also battling is she really East Indian? She doesn't feel East Indian because of her upbringing in the U.S. Um, oh, it's a, a really, really cool show, and it's really well-written and funny. Mm. Yeah, it's and all I'm not really writing. a comedy person. No, really. Which is weird, because, yeah, I don't, like, I like a good comedy. I have some funny movies I love, like Bridesmaids will always be one of my favorite funny movies. Or, yeah. But as far as TV shows go, I'm really dark. Like, I like dark crime shows. I like thrillers. Mm. I like... Like Dexter? Um, Dark? Yeah, yeah, I love I love I love documentaries. Yeah, same. Anything I'm, on BBC, I'm I'm pretty much like if I'm flipping through and I it's BBC, I'll eh, stop and I'll oh I've already seen it. If I haven't seen it, I'll watch it. Totally, me too. Even if I have seen it, sometimes I'll watch it. Yeah. I like that. I like that shit. Yeah, yeah, but same. This show is a break from all that because all I do is listen to crime podcasts and watch crime TV shows, and I think everyone's gonna kill me. <laughs> so it's nice to, to have a laugh. Wow. In a while, <laughs> I said to my husband, I'm like, you know, you'd be the perfect murderer. Like, if someone was this axe murderer, you would be my first guest. And he's, he's like, like, what oh, the hell does that mean? Maybe that's so nice. <laughs> what a compliment. <laughs> totally right. <laughs> it's always the quiet types. Do you, uh, do you believe aliens have visited Earth? We do, Of course, they just announced, and everybody, because of COVID-19 and coronavirus, were like, whatever. But they just announced the, the, yeah. the, the, the you know, UFOs and and whatever, and it kind of just blipped by in the news. But do you think that aliens have visited Earth? Yes. So do I. I do. I totally believe in aliens, and I don't necessarily think they're like what you see in the movies. Um, but I do believe 
that we're, we're ignorant if we think there's not some other existence, you know. Something. Some, there ha- there's too much talk. There's too many photos. There's too many videos. There's too many people that say they've, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know about abduction, but I mean, I, I'm not one to not believe it. Yeah, like, I, I, I think I'd, I'd buy into the abduction. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm not like a no. Yeah. I, I mean, most people that say it probably are batshit crazy, but I, I do believe some people, like the fourth kind, that movie, Creep and Fire in the Sky. Mm, yeah, Those great movies show. creep the shit out of me. Yeah. So are you Star Wars or Star Trek? None. Yeah. None? What? No. Sorry. Really? Like, you don't like sci-fi at all, or is it just the No. At all? Hard, hard no. Like my husband hard would be like, my husband's like, I do. Yeah. <laughs> do you, Not me. Do you get into the comic book movies then? Like X-Men, Deadpool, Wonder Woman, Logan, Suicide Squad, and all that? Once again, no. No, another hard pass? Hard pass. Really? That's also my husband's territory. Wow. He actually goes so it's to the theater to track, watch those alone. It's, it's, he goes to the theater to watch? No. I swear to God, he he. one time, I don't remember what movie, I think it was, it was the one that came out like a couple months, uh, six months ago. It was one of the, babe, I'm going to ask him, what's yeah. the movie you went to see like a couple months ago, the comic book movie that you didn't want me to go with you? The Avengers? Was the Avengers uh, Endgame? He's taking too long to answer, but that was one of them. Um <laughs> He literally just goes alone and he's like, I just rather you not come. I was like, okay. You're like, all right, fair enough. Wow. It's okay. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I'm like, I ask too many questions. I don't understand. And I laugh at everything. I'm like, oh yeah, like that would happen. He's like, it's a superhero movie. <laughs> like, all right. You got to stay home next time you're staying home. Suspension of disbelief. You've got to leave it at the door. I know. Yeah. I can't help it though. I'm just more of a realist when it comes to movies. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> But I just said I believe in alien movies. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> and abductions. Yeah, that's so, probably right. And yeah. you know what? I've always been like scared of big fields and like nothing around because I always picture like a UFO capturing me um, in the uh, fields. And Alberta has a lot of. I mean, if they're, if they're going to, they're pro- it probably, you know, leave a little crop circle. Yeah. Imagine if every time there was a crop circle, that was an actual abduction and that's where they got taken from. Fuck. Uh, uh, but, well, then we'd know at least. Like to avoid that area when you see a crop circle. <laughs> <laughs> right, stare clear. What's it your happened there? What's your take on uh, legalized marijuana? Oh, it's about time. Yeah, like, right. I don't care. Yeah, I don't smoke weed, but my husband likes to. I keep on speaking about my husband. His name's Alex. He has a hey, name. Alex. Um, he's in the shower listening on the other side of the door. <laughs> like the That's creepy, creepy. axe That's murderer. That's not creepy he is. at all. I told you, axe <laughs> <laughs> murderer. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think, I don't know why it hasn't been legal. I mean, alcohol is way worse. I've never met a, a stone pothead that committed a crime. Like, ever. Like, ever. It's too easy. I mean, people that... Like, your ass into the couch and... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think everyone should. I think the fact that people go to jail for marijuana, it's, like, laughable. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Well said. It's the plant for the love of God. Your birthday is coming up. Oh, yeah, you oh, you looked it up. That's so cute. June 1st. So <laughs> yep, June 1st. What are you asking for? Um, I actually asked Alex to get me um, a, new, a new area rug. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he was I'm like, so fucking boring as I get hard old. pass. Because you don't get no, your girl he bought it, for fucking sure. area rugs. You don't get them, stuff like that. He's going to get you something like that and his actual present. I can guarantee it. 
Yeah, that might happen. You're right. He's very, he likes to surprise me. Yeah. Like for Christmas, we, we make lists of what we want. And then on Christmas, he got a whole bunch of stuff I didn't ask for. And he's like, I like to surprise you. And I'm like, well, I don't like it though. <laughs> 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 so I'm hoping I get my Wayfair area rug, like the basic bitch I am. Yeah. Right. Wayfair well, is it's going to tie everything in though. Like it's going to tie the room together. So. See, you know. Of course I know. I mean, I'll send you a picture of before and after. I get like high when I do those pictures. <laughs> it's like a I, rush. I think we all do. I think we all and do. The best part about living in Red Deer, you brought it up and you said like, how is the transition? And, yeah. you know, in radio, you're so trained to think, okay, I got to make it to a big city. I got to make it to a big city. That's where my happiness lies. That's where the dreams come true. That's where I make the money. That's where I get famous or whatever you friggin' think. Right. Um, and I did all the big cities, like Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, Ottawa. Yeah, that's like, pretty all amazing. Those. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, but it didn't bring me any more happiness whatsoever. It brought me stress and people's um, egos, <laughs> you know, like yeah. thinking they're bigger than life. And it's just like, okay, all you do is a radio show. you got to relax. Um, 100%. My God, it's, it's just a job. Give me a break. It's a friggin' job. And yeah. it's also, though, the way they act or the way certain people act, because there are a lot of people in our industry with big egos. The yeah. way they act is also a reflection of the way they're treated at work, like God. So, I mean, if the company reinforces the fact that they're untouchable, they're going to be untouchable. So that's the company policy should change on that. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Cause, yeah, 100, 100%. I mean, Interesting that you did all these major cities and didn't really feel that it was, you know, what making you happy, like the job wasn't making you happy. Uh, mm -mm. I did like Smithers, Vancouver, Victoria, back to Vancouver, and I fucking loved the job. Like I was happy in radio. Right. And, and I'm now I'm six years out of radio and I'm just as happy being a podcaster and hanging out and talking on the phone with people, interviewing people, uh, you know, BCIT reached out to me three, four years ago now. Hey, we love, we love what you're doing with the podcast. And do you want to come in and be an instructor and, you know, kind of just mentor students and give them one-on-one -on -one advice and mark assignments and, you know, just kind of be there and be a presence and, you know, help run the radio station and, and all that. And I was like, holy, are you kidding me now? And you know, I don't know what my, my point is, but... I, I, it's a dream job, but you never know. Like you never knew that would be something you would totally. even want to do until it's presented to you. Yeah, like I thought that, you know, as the afternoon guy at Fox, I would probably go there until, uh, you know, it's too old. And then I had to transfer over to Rock 101 down the hall, right. you know, because I was 55 or, you know what I mean? Right, right. There's and, always an age limit. <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, no, it, it, didn't, it didn't go like that, obviously. And we all know the, the aftermath of what happened at Fox, but... Right. Uh, I love it. I love what I'm doing today as much as I've ever loved my radio career. Well, you have a great podcast. I mean, I know it's it's really successful. And um, I was talking to one of my friends, Matt Kundal, who also does a radio podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, Matt's a beauty. Oh, he's the best. He's the friggin' best. Yeah. He was talking so highly of you, saying how great your oh. podcast is and how successful you are at doing it because he works so hard. And, and I thought that was, you know, considering he does the same thing as you and he was, like, praising you, I thought that was really nice oh that's really nice like he he's one of those guys for me at the beginning of my career in 95 or 96 or whatever it was 
you know, I was always sending him stuff like, dude, can you please rip me apart? Like, here's my air check. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? How do I make the transitions better? How do I segue between thoughts and actually make it cohesive and make people want to listen? You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and he was just so like supportive in my early career that like I got nothing but time and the best of things to say about Matt Kundelman. That guy. I love him. Awesome. He's a beauty. He is a beauty. I love talking to him. He makes me like howl laughing. <laughs> he is good. Yeah. He's awesome. All right, Randy, I'm going to wrap this up. You are at Randy Chase on Twitter. Are you the same on Instagram? I should have. I should have researched that, but no, don't. Who cares? It's Randy Chase nine five five on Instagram. Okay. Um, I should change the nine five five. That's our frequency in Red Deer, but we're syndicated now. I saw that. Like, what's up, Miss Syndication? Yeah, that was really cool. They put us on fifteen different stations across Alberta. Awesome, and that's a ninety-seven so. nine or something, wasn't it? Ninety-seven. What do you mean? Ninety-seven seven. What was that? Uh, what was the frequency? Is it still ninety-five five? Oh, sorry, sorry. I know what you're looking. I know what you saw. Yeah. Um, Real Country 95.5 in Red Deer. I also do Middays in uh, Nova Scotia at 97.9 in Glasgow. Oh, wow. On Classic Rock, which is really cool because I get to kind of jump out of my my everyday country show. Right. But the syndication is 15 different stations. I can't name them all. Right. Don't ask me. But they're just uh -huh. like you're on these stations. Yeah, I'm on them across Alberta, but some of them are country and some of them are boom, which is like you know, uh, kind of hot AC. Sounds busy. Do you, do you not like downtime? Like what's going on? <laughs> I hate it. No, I love, I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. Like this job is like literally, and I'm not just saying that, like this job is the best job I've ever had in my career. Yeah. That's um, great. You know, it's affordable here. We bought a five bedroom house. For how much? It's <laughs> 318. Like 318 in Vancouver would get you a box on the side of Maine and Hastings. This house in Vancouver would probably be like, I, I'm guessing a two million, one and a half million, two million dollar house for easy, sure. Easy, easy two million if it's that. And big. a big backyard and a fire pit, yeah. and it's like, like it's easy two million. I'm I'm living in a fifteen hundred square feet, just under fifteen hundred square feet, super small front yard, super small backyard, like to the point of like, I don't ten under ten feet by whatever the width of the property is, maybe thirty feet, forty feet, like small, and I could get one. Two one three easy. Okay, so yeah, this house would probably be like two million for sure. Two five maybe, yeah. Like that's that's crazy. Isn't that yeah. sick? It may, it's so not fair. It's insane. Uh, my mom lives in the Okanagan, so she you know, she's like chirping me all the time. You should move up here again and be back here. Well, that's probably the game plan eventually. Five ten years. You actually now. should. And Todd. I tell you what, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Like same thing. It's not 318 for a five bedroom, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, walk to the Okanagan Lake. It's got four rooms, three bathrooms on a yeah. quarter acre lot. And it's like 550. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's five, so much more affordable. That's fucking insane. I could sell my house outright buy in the Okanagan, still have like hundreds of thousand in the bank. Like, my God, you should do it. Well, why? That's the game plan. But I can't, yeah. I can't leave right now. I've got to. You know, good podcast that's kicking ass, like BCIT that's, you know, BCIT is so good to me. Oh, that's so good. Like they, they are just such an easy place to work. I mean, it's like, you know, you, it would be like you working there. You know, I've always, you I've know always the job, it. Right. Like, you know, the job, you understand yeah. what you need to do to be a good radio broadcaster. You're probably a good producer. I don't, I'm not sure, but 
chances are, if you worked in the industry that long, you know how to work production. Actually, I do all the production um, of our best of shows and all the promos you hear all day, every day. Right. So there you go. Oh, yeah. So you, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would be just like me. You just kind of fit in and, and you know, I was running like on day one. They're like, oh, can you That's do this? Awesome. I'm like, yeah, of course I can. Like I have 20 years of radio experience. You of think course, I, yeah. Of course I know how to run MTS. Like I just worked with it for like ever. They're like, do you know what Adobe is? <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm hey, familiar. Yes. Yeah, uh, Randy. Thank you again for for doing this, and uh, I guess we'll see you online. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited that we finally got to chat. Yeah, it's been too long. I, I, I it's not that I was putting it off. I just, you know, things get busy, and yeah, right. You're yeah. a dick. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca. Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna original podcast, Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes.